0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Matt DeLockery, where we're continuing our final section of this series on Colossians. And I told you last time that we're going to get into some things that, you know, while this is technically kind of Bible study, uh, you non-Christians might be interested in this, because last week we talked about what the focus of people should be, like what's their their aim and goal and and everything. And today we're going to get into a couple of those lists of like, don't do these things, and and what Paul was really going on about, like, why, why these lists of do this and don't do that kind of stuff. So briefly to recap from last week, uh, just a few seconds to remind you where we're at, Paul was talking about the focus that people are supposed to have. You're supposed to have a heavenly focus rather than an earthly focus. And what we saw that that meant was it's about understanding what your purpose in this world is. It's not about getting through your day-to-day life. You have to do that. These things are necessary and they do occupy quite a lot of our time. And that's fine. He's he's not saying that that's not a, that that's a problem or there's anything wrong with that or you don't need to take care of business. You do. But it's not why you live. That's not what you're living for. Everyone is beautiful and everyone is broken. Christianity is about fixing what God is doing to fix what is broken in us and to make our beautiful parts shine even more brightly. We get fixed, and then we can make an impact in the world you know, around us. So that's how this works, and that is what our focus is supposed to be. And now what's going to happen in verses 5 through 11 of Colossians 3 is Paul is going to start talking about how to do this in your daily lives. He's going to give people concrete examples of this is—take this step, take this step, take this step, and show you in a concrete way this is how to actually start doing that. Now, it's going to take us two weeks to go over this because in the first week, we're going to go over the list, the two lists of things that he gives in these verses of what not to do. And then the week after that, what we're going to be doing is looking at what this is supposed to change in a person and and, and why that makes a difference in what we're aiming for. Then in the next section, we'll get to the stuff that we are supposed to do and, and so on and so forth after that. So let me read uh, these verses real quick, and then we'll talk about these lists. Uh, Paul says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have taken off the old man with his practices and have put on the new man which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Now we're just going to talk about the first half of these today, and specifically just the two lists of things that you're not supposed to do that are in these. So let's start with the first one. Uh, The things that are listed are sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed— which is idolatry, and and the text actually says, which is idolatry, that's not me. So the first four of those, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, and evil desire, those are all various forms of sexual sins, and it's not really necessary to define those anymore, you know, exactly for our purposes here, you just need to know that those are sexual things that Paul says don't do these things. So one general note about a list like these, and then we're going to get into trying to define what each of these are and what they're all about first of all, this is not like a Christian-like list of rules, like it, like it's, well, I want you to obey all these rules, do these things, don't do those things. This is, first of all, this is a very common practice in, in the ancient world. Lists of morals were normal, and all sorts of, of you know, religious groups and uh, philosophers who were not actually that far away from religions in, in the ancient world. That's a bigger topic. But all sorts of people who said this is how you should live would give lists of things to do and it's not because it's so much about following rules it's about trying to describe the way they see the world so there's a there's a Western way of doing things and there's there's an eastern way of doing things um, or explaining ideas think imagine I tried to explain to you what good art was well there's a couple of ways I I can do that. I can talk about the importance of, of beauty. I can talk about symmetry. I can talk about lighting and composition and all the different elements that make up good art and try to define it. That's That's a very Western way of doing things. A more Eastern way of doing things would be to take good art, you know, stuff by, you know, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and all the other Ninja Turtles, and just start showing you, here's good art. Here's good art. Here's good art. Here's good art. and you sort of, after a while get a feel for it, like, okay, this is this is what good art is. So there's a Western way of sort of defining things, and then there's an Eastern way of just giving you a feel for something and get and so you can get used to the idea of what this looks like. So there's two different ways about of going about something, and that's what these lists are meant to do. It's not trying to define do these, don't do these, it's an Eastern way of saying, get a feel for this is this is good morals, this is bad morals, these, these are things you do, and these are things you don't do. So that's what's going on here. The other thing that's happening is that these, the, these, especially this first list, is actually sort of a progression. And what I want to do is I want to start with a final term in there, idolatry, um, because greed is defined as idolatry. We're going to start with idolatry, we're going to work backwards to the sexual sins at the beginning. So, idolatry is, I think, the key here to understanding what all this is, how this ties in with the theology, because we've been going off on all kinds of theology for the whole letter, and all of the many episodes we've talked about things prior to this. And the question is, how does all of this moral stuff, how does this, how we're supposed to live, actually tie back into theology, and, and stuff that we've learned about God, and And why Christianity is is better than the alternative at Colossae, and and Paul would argue, uh, better than any other alternative worldview anywhere at any time. Why? Well, the starting point for Christianity is because it's true. And that's what Paul bases his argument on. He says Christianity is, in fact, true. God is, you know, the Christian God, uh, Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, who is revealed in Christ, is the true God. And because he is the true God, then he belongs in top spot, number one, first place, because he's real and he is, in fact, God. And if if you created the heavens and the earth, I, I think that makes you number one. It, it's kind of hard to see how anybody else could claim anything more than that. But that's another conversation. But if, if you create it all, then, then, then you're numero uno. So everybody else is underneath this. And there we get into idolatry. Idolatry is putting anyone or anything in God's place who doesn't belong there. So if you make an idol of another god, like, you know, Israel got accused of all the time in the Old Testament. If you put another god in God's place, that's idolatry. Because... God belongs here, not some other lesser God, um, some lesser spiritual being or fake God or anything else. Nothing else belongs up here because this is where God is. Everything else is lower. Now, in this passage, what's happening is Paul is saying, you Colossians are making yourselves gods. You are putting yourselves in in the top place, and you are actually turning yourselves into your own idols. And he describes greed as idolatry, so when you look at greed, it's kind of it's not too difficult to see how this is happening. A greedy person is someone who takes more than they need more than they they have to have to do what they need to do for no other purpose than to just have more or to be able to have more better to be above someone else. They're promoting themselves they are taking more for themselves at others' expense. And I think that's the key. At, other ex- at others' expense, they are hoarding resources to themselves. And we see examples of that still today. It's not like they're stopped being greedy people in the world. It's, they're, that's an all-time thing because people are like that. And this is idolatry because what you're doing is you're p- putting yourself up higher, up above everybody else because you see yourself as more important, better. You are turning yourself into your own idol. You are turning yourself into your own God, if you will. You are the objective good or goods or God that needs to be served, worshipped, uh, catered to. You're like, the, you're like the tyrant king who views his subjects as as people who exist to serve and to please him rather than viewing yourself as being a good King who sees his position as one of power to help others, to make his people's lives better, to make the world better. It's, do you see your position as existing to help others or do you see others as existing to make you happy? And this, this is, This is a big difference in in a personal mindset. Um, And I don't want to get off too far into, into what people see and how they view themselves. But the question is, who is in the top spot? And if you perform certain actions, if you are acting in certain ways to where you are doing things at others' expense so that you feel better, then you have become your own God. And this idolatry thing, um, it's a very theological sort of term. We we can drop the theological language and make it a little bit more easily understandable to people if we call it selfishness. And I think we all understand. It's putting oneself first, above and ahead of everyone and everything else. And I think all of the other sins that you see in this list um, tie back into this as well and are connected to it. The um the sexual sins are a little bit harder to see, but if but if you think about it like this, it's it's not too difficult to see. Um, let me give you two things. One, if God set boundaries on the limits of what uh of how people can or should or whatever if if God set limits on the boundaries of sexual activity on people and you ignore those and just do your own thing, you're basically telling God, I know better than you. And if God is actually god then we're making a mistake the second thing is if you have sex with someone outside of a relationship that works towards the good or the benefit or for the protection of or the um, safety of the other person and you're willing to take risks with that other person financial uh, economic or uh, emotional whatever You're putting another person at risk for your own pleasure. And that's selfish. And even if the two of you consent to do this together, that doesn't actually solve the problem. Because two people can consent to do something and still be selfish. Just just by agreeing to be selfish together, you don't eliminate the selfishness. So, now, whether God has placed limits on sexual activity or not, it's a whole other question. We're not going there. We're just assuming that for the moment. To try to understand what the root of all these sins is. So at the bottom of all this is the question of who is in first place, God or yourself? And are you putting yourself above other people or not? And selfishness really seems to be the root of all these issues. So let's, let's take a look at the second list, because I think this will also uh, help to make this clear. The second list of things that you're not supposed to do is anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. And then not technically in this list, but right afterwards, uh, Paul talks about lying, um, you know, misleading people, telling things that are untrue. And all of these are essentially essentially responses to what's going on in the external world that you don't like. Did somebody say or do something that you don't like, and so you get mad at them? Um, do you plan revenge or a way to get back at somebody because they've said or done something you don't like? Uh, do, you, do you do you spread things around about other people to to make them look bad to others? Do you do you lie? Do you do you manipulate reality to twist it into something that's more pleasing to you? You see how all of these sort of work together. To to paint this picture of, I don't like how things are because they don't suit me. Therefore, I am going to manipulate the world around me to suit me better. And that's a problem. That, like the, the first list, is a whole bunch of things that are inherently selfish about putting yourself first. And all of these lists of rules all boil down at their essence to putting yourself first or not. And so we're just covering the list of things that you're not supposed to do. In a couple of weeks we're going to get in a list of things that you should do. And you'll see the parallel with this and we're going to talk about Christian love and how and how love ties into this and what that actually means because love is not a good translation. Uh, I'll explain I'll explain that. Um, this week just know that the root of moral values of all the bad things that you're not supposed to do is selfishness. Um, Next week, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about where we're trying to move with all of this. And then on the week after that, we're going to talk about um, what are the things that we should do. And then we've got a couple more things after that that are interesting. So um, like the household code with the wives, obey your husband, slaves, obey your masters, you know, that fun stuff. Um, So selfishness is the root of all Moral failures, moral problems, because God is first, you're not. And when you act selfishly, you turn yourself into your own God and become your own idol. And that is the one thing that we must not do.